Hey friend, I'm Tanisha Sela and you're listening to the Life of an Empath podcast. I'm an empath, Akashic Records reader, and intuitive guide. I'm exactly what you would expect a modern day mystic to be. I meditate, I'm a crystal lover, sporadic yogi, and I believe in love and universal goodness. I help high-level creatives, empaths, and teams achieve emotional clarity and allow them to utilize intuition as business strategy. On this podcast, I share stories about my personal spiritual journey, the lessons that I'm learning through my clients, and life as a wife and mom of two toddlers. Welcome to my life. Let's get started. All righty. So welcome back, everyone. Some of you probably already know the sound of my voice, but for those of you missed last podcast, I'm Grace, and I'm just here to add a little bit to the segment today. I'm going to be asking those questions that need answers, kindly referred to as QTNAs, okay? And today we're talking about uncertain times and the reality of all of our constant lives. And today's episode is already giving me like a major case of amens. And we're going to be continuing a dialogue that Tanisha started on Instagram. And it's one that I think is timely and very needed. So we're talking about uncertainty. And I think it's probably the word of 2020. Everywhere you look, people are speaking or writing about the quote unquote uncertain times that we're in. And, you know, Tanisha, you and I have talked about this a bit offline, but I want you to shed a little light on this idea of how people are feeling so unsure and what this period of global pause that we're in as a result of the coronavirus or COVID-19 is really about. Absolutely. And welcome back, Grace. Thanks so much for joining us again. Um, I don't know what this uncertainty, this this uncertain feeling is about. I, I feel like as I've been going through the work with my one-on-one clients that everyone is just wherever they are right now with the global health crisis, but um, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of anxiety, which is being deemed as normal, and people do just feel very uncertain. Um, But I can't help to rest upon the fact that things were never certain. Our lives literally have never been certain. And if you've convinced yourself that they were relatively certain, then you've only served to deceive yourself. And I think it's sad because we forget that all the things we consume ourselves with are distractions and time is finite. I really would, really, really would like someone to tell me precisely when times were certain because plans are made to be broken and life is always throwing curveballs at us. And I wonder in this time, um, if I've maintained a sense of calm because I already feel so connected to spirit or if it's because of the way that life has presented different challenges and how it evolved and grown because of those difficulties, you know? Yes, okay, let me just snap my fingers, okay? That is a whole word right there. And, you know, quite frankly, I really couldn't agree more. I keep thinking about that too. You know, I've always, I just, I feel like life is a little unstable. It's shaky. It's built on very, you know, unsolid ground. And it's why I've always personally thought that 
it's most important for me to be emotionally and spiritually steady. What are your thoughts on just kind of how we can interject a little bit more of that kind of calm and that kind of peace into our lives? We have to accept the fact that our time here is limited. You know, we have to start with that. We are here for a specific purpose, our sole purpose, and we have a short time to accomplish that. Um, the sooner that we commit to that and get busy doing that, the better off we'll be. And it's the people that are working in their sole purpose right now that are the calmest, I think. I want to ask those people, though, that have declared that they are on a spiritual journey and that they are seeking more um, from the universe, you know, why are they suddenly disconnected and uncertain right now? You know, where is their spirituality now? If spirituality only serves you when you feel like things were normal and relatively certain, then I think that we're missing something in our spiritual practice, right? Well, well, okay. That was, you know, as we say in the Andrews household, direct and impactful, okay? You know, <laughs> I'm sure some folks are a little stunned. You know, some of your listeners might be clutching pearls, but can you correlate this lack of spiritual practice and fear of uncertainty or the fallacy of uncertainty with our current situation? Well, I just feel like if we are, you know, when we're talking about spiritual practice, we're talking about seeking, right? So if we are seeking and we are here to be guided, then can we not be guided through this time that we feel uncertain, even though time is always finite? Mm. Um, I, I just, I just, I just, I just have questions, you know, don't you have questions? I just have questions. Yes. I'm over here bobbing like one of them little bobbleheads on people's like counters or at their desk at work when outside was open. I'm just bobbing up and down. I, I'm completely fully, I'm invested, right? And I think that, you know, something that I personally am seeing, right, as, you know, the person who's trying to be calm in my house is that a lot of people are looking for a lot of immediacy. It's really interesting to me, and I know that this is something that you talk about, how people want answers like today, as you say, to now, like right now, this moment. And there is very little patience, even from people who are traditionally quite patient. You know, I'm curious how the correlation of this impatience with this, you know, you know global pandemic that's literally caused and a lot of heartache, a lot of turmoil, economic ruin, lives have been lost. And one of the ways in which to mitigate its effects is to literally like wash your hands. It's a little bit, it's stunning and humbling to think that, you know, we are in a rush to go back to a world where the greatest ill we're currently all collectively facing as a human body is from a lack of 
cleanliness. That's how it's been able to spread. Could you kind of tell us a little bit more about what the weight of that analogy really means? Sometimes when I'm, you know, trying to have quiet time in my brain, I meditate on that. And I feel like there is a whole wealth of wisdom that exists in the analogy between ourselves and this practice of cleanliness. And I'd love to get your take on it. Absolutely. Um, I think there has been an expectation for immediate answers, for treatment, information, and so forth. And I think a lot of the panic has been related to the response of our community leaders, our federal leaders, which we've talked about that too, right? So if you, you listen to the first part of this podcast, then you, you've heard what we've said about that. But I think that um, where we need individually to focus our attention um, is to be living fully in the moment. Like all the signs are pointing for us to be present. And the guidance from health professionals, public health professionals is so basic. These are the things that we should already be doing to maintain our hygiene. So how is corona and awareness related beyond the current state of things? Well, when you consider spirituality and different spiritual modalities, there are so many of them that do require cleanliness, as you said, and you do have to be mindful of your health and they require attention to detail. And so we must bring our attention to our actions and our behaviors and consider the impact that they have on others as we should be learning when we're seeking in spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay, I feel like, there's a good chance that I might have like a neck sprain tomorrow because I am really aggressively nodding. You know, the viewers can't, or the listeners, since they can't see us, I guess they can't view us. But my neck, I probably just right here in the back of the area, right beneath my ear, I'm just like, yes, right? Because I think what you're talking about in this world, according to Grace, is this idea of interconnectedness. And it's one that's really fascinating to me because I think that, you know, some of the best laid responses to the virus have been super insular and concentrated and even one could argue nationalistic, which, you know, has consisted of people of nations asking for their nationals to come home. Folks have closed borders. You know, we've even removed accessibility in interstate and interregion travel right. and you know we're closing borders in order to save lives but can this disease is spreading regardless of borders it's not necessarily stopping at the border between like canada and the u.s saying okay here's my passport right and so i think that we're learning that in order to save someone else right? We have to stay at home the same way that if someone else stays at home, our lives are spared. And so even though we aren't necessarily super mobile, we're practicing this idea of minimizing our personal liberties and, you know, even ab ab obstructing our normal lives so that we can contribute to this idea of universal good. And that's a concept that is sometimes very hard for Western nations and for folks in the West to embrace because we're all about personal and, you know, civil liberties, right, of the individual to the full extent. 
And people have been kind of pushing back on it in different ways that I found to be both remarkable and sometimes super predictable, you know. There's a lot of folks doing a lot of Zoom calling. There's a lot of FaceTiming. There's a lot of virtual happy hours. I mean, <laughs> I didn't go to happy hour in real life when outside was open. So I'm very concerned about all these virtual happy hours. And right. when I'm on them, I'm just drinking soda water. So I'm like, what? Y'all need to maybe not be drinking so heavily on this like Wednesday afternoon, right? But by all means, have fun. And, you know, and then there's also those folks who are like fully refusing to distance altogether, right? They're having cookouts, they're having barbecues, they're having birthday parties, and they're 78 or 95. And, or, you know, they're going to places of worship because they're saying that their personal choice to worship whomever, right, their creator, their God, is actually, it supersedes this idea of minimizing personal rights in order to create this collective good and i'd love to kind of hear your opinion about that on this interconnectedness and what it's really saying about the spiritual nature of our world today i think it just goes to show you how much of a disregard that we have for spirituality um i think it also speaks to how we have um served to make spirituality what we want it to be much like people misinterpret um, sacred text and often, you know, um, I just feel like um, we are very arrogant um, in just our disregard for others in, in general, you know, um, and we, we, we know not what we do and, and we continue to do that, you know? Right. Um, but uh, what I've seen, uh, a whole heaping of is um, that we just seem lost in this, you know, we just seem lost. Um, and if we really want to get real, like real realness going on here, um, we're, we're reaching out for just nothingness. You know what I mean? Like we're reaching out oh. for nothing. So you mean when them random people I ain't heard from in um, 50, 11 years tried to text me? talking about how you doing but like, I haven't heard from you since I, I think like oh I don't know 1995 like what is even going on today right you know is that what is that like why are people in the name of Rona realness like why are they reaching out to folks that they've not talked to in so long why is it a crisis like literally the world is ending and folks are now like let me text back Timmy that's I've not talked to Timmy since senior year of high school but today's a good day to go ahead and reach out what is the emotional energy that we're channeling when we kind of reach out to, to connections whether truly lost or simply kind of you know dwindling in time what's that about i feel like one desperation um because Ooh. we are now considering how finite our time is and how lonely we have become holed up in our homes you know um and also guilt i mean 
let's really consider what it is that we're doing. You know, why did we not mindfully resolve our lingering relationships before we were presented with a pandemic? You know, why mm -hmm. are folks popping up out of nowhere um, because they have nowhere to go? It just begs us to ask how we were spending our time before and how much of it was simply about distracting ourselves with enjoyable activities instead of pursuing our soul's purpose. You know, a real thought to consider as we live through this moment in time, and especially for those that are seeking spirituality is, what has spirit allowed you to see in this universal circumstance? You know, this is a very important question because it'll help you to understand where you are on your individual journey. Okay, so, you know, that is a great segue into those of us who want to hear the tea, Mrs. T. Like, what is spirit saying? What's the grand universal lesson we should be learning? And how are we supposed to be confronting ourselves? I think you definitely said this best in your Instagram video on this. But I honestly feel like that is where we are right now. We are in a moment and in a space of confrontation there is literally nowhere to run like you couldn't leave your house if you wanted to so whether you live with five or six roommates whether them five or six roommates are members of your family or your children who you are ready to go back to school whether you live alone whether you only live with you know a pet or a animal companion whether you just live with a whole host of plants like people are physically stuck. And I honestly believe that a lot of times our energies are opposites of our situation. I feel like people are physically stuck so they can get emotionally free. So I really want to know what has been, what has been whispered into your ears from the delicate ethereal lips of spirit. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Um, I did ask Spirit what we were supposed to take from this. And here's what I received. First and foremost, this is supposed to help us pay attention. This is, is to call our attention um, to greater awareness. And so we should be slowing down in order to achieve that. You know, um, we're, he, this is here to make where we are on our spiritual journey tangible. And this is important. Um, it is to make it so we can see where we are and hopefully this will inspire you to move forward or get where you need to be. Because I think one of the biggest questions that I get from clients is, you know, how will I know when I've received emotional clarity? How will I know when I have set up the proper boundaries and clear agreements? Well, if you are slowing down to pay attention, you'll be able to see where you are on your journey. You'll be able to see um, where there have been blind spots in your distractions. But also, this is to show us where your energy leans, positive or negative. How often have you found yourself in this experience being negative at the grocery store arguing over toilet paper, you know? Right. Or how often are you being positive, reaching out soulfully and not out of guilt or desperation to those that you are most connected to? You know, where does your energy tend to hover? But this can also really, really shine a spotlight on where your resistance points are. 
do you often find it difficulty difficult to listen? Do you have difficulty listening um, to be patient or to release, um, you know, unnecessary connections, connections that are no longer serving you? You know, it's really revealing our disposition towards our soul purpose. And you have to know that you have a distinct soul purpose, a spiritual designation that may not be related to your job or how many social outings you can attend each week. Um, so in this health crisis, we should be encouraged to seek our soul purpose in a deeper way and without, without our usual distractions. Well, well, dang. Spirit, you know, for an entity with, you know, not robust lippage, have a lot to say. That's, I mean, it's very much uh, becomes a question of practice which I know you speak of all the time is, how are we living in practice, right? A lot of folks wanna dabble in and they wanna dabble out of a spiritual practice. And that's what a spiritual practice is for. A spiritual practice is for everyday life and for moments of extreme duress when we're pulled out of the normalcy of what we perceive our lives to be. And we have to still seek that same balance. So we're wrapping up here but I would love for you to give us that empath, you know, mojo, that empath awareness. How do we go forward? What are a handful of things that in these quote unquote uncertain times that have always been uncertain, can we as listeners do today, do tomorrow and do next week? in order to really bring home these points that Spirit's been sharing with you? I think more than anything, as a people and as a human race, we've just got to stand grounded in this health crisis. And we must remember the things that are fundamental to our spiritual journey. And I think listening, seeking, yielding, um, praying, whatever that means to you is, is as important today as it will be um, when we have reopened the economy and the country and you know however you want to refer to it as like all of those things are our fundamentals so um, I think now we should prioritize stillness and, um, and and be present and being present is going to create um, you know less of the worry it's going to you know impact you know that worry like if you're present in the moment that you can control right now um and you know that you're not worried about the job the money the this the that the kids whatever you know stay present that's that's the only effort that you can put forth you know and i think that that's the only effort that we can really put forth on any given day so Stay present, stay grounded, um, and remember, practice always. Amen. 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 That was a whole word. Well, thank you so much for having me on this show today to, you know, just ask those QTNAs, the questions that need answers. I feel like this has really gotten us a step closer to better understanding how to really take this pause, especially if we are able to. There's a lot of folks on the front lines, essential workers who showing up today every day, like showing up for work every day is life or death. And we are 
standing in gratitude for them. We are having to stand in peace with them. And I think extending our energy towards the light is always the right way to exist. So on that note, we, you know, we wrapped up another one of these tremendous podcasts here with Life of an Empath. If you're listening, I just want to go ahead and give Tanisha a quick plug because I know she's too humble to do it for herself, but I am not, okay? So you need to go to lifeofanempath.com. If you're not listening to this podcast there, if maybe you're coming from Spotify, if you are on Spotify, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You don't want to miss any of the new episodes. Check out the site beautiful site, lots of great content. You can get a deeper dive into the work that Miss Tanisha is doing as an intuitive empath and strategist. Beautiful work, y'all. So check it out. I'm Grace. Don't worry about remembering me too much. I'll probably be on the next one. So you'll hear more from me, but go check it out at lifeofanempath.com. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Bye.